0: Hey, it's Jess DeMassa. Thanks for listening to this episode of WTF Health. All this talk about the future of health is brought to you in part by our sponsors, Transparent, OneDrop, Wheel, Pfizer, Vita Health, Newtopia, 120 over 80 marketing, and Bayer G4A. And don't forget, if you want to check out the video version of this interview, head on over to my YouTube channel. That's at youtube.com slash WTF Health. Hey everybody, it's Jessica DeMasa with What's the Future of Health, WTF Health. I am talking to the who's who of health tech and healthcare innovation, and today I'm checking in with one of my favorite publicly traded healthcare companies. Please welcome the CEO of Accolade, Rajiv Singh. How are you doing?
1: I'm great, Jess. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. You have been super busy over there, so I appreciate you taking the time to check in with me. So I sat in on your customer event, Evolve, which just happened in September. Ton of new news coming out of that. The launch of a new category, personalized healthcare, which I want to get into. A couple new products. Since then, the finalization of the acquisition of Health Reveal. So like we've got a million things to discuss here and also what this means for like the future of the healthcare industry and the way we pay for things and how people use their care. So let's just dive in. I want to hear, I think first about the new category. And we've okay. gone through new category launches in, in our space, you know qu- quite frequently, I would say in the last couple of years, people just feel like they don't fit anymore in traditional definitions of what's out there and so they've launched their own new category. So personalized healthcare care, you know give us a, a quick definition of this and tell us I think too, you know strategically, why did you guys feel like you needed to invent a new category?
1: Uh, well, uh, first of all, it's a great question. Thank you for having me, Jess. Yeah. It's always great to see you. Uh, Thank you likewise. Uh, personalized healthcare and the the launch of personalized healthcare is for us actually an extension. We're really proud of where we came from. We're a company that was built on the idea of navigation and advocacy, and that that company was really built on this on some core concepts. We can build long term relationships with the people we serve. We can engage with huge swaths of the population, 50 to 60% of those people. And when we do, we can drive better clinical outcomes and lower cost for them while making them happier. That's been the origin and the foundation of what Accolade has been forever. Over the last several years, specifically uh, as COVID really changed the healthcare landscape, we saw an opportunity to do more. And that more uh, manifests in the capacity to deliver primary care and mental health that more manifested in the idea of more more capabilities around things like expert medical opinion and when we weave all these things together all of a sudden we're delivering care we're prescribing treatments we're we're prescribing medications for the people that we serve built off of a base of primary care and mental health specialists for every family of every of every company we serve and yet still leveraging the base of these long-term relationships and the data sets that built our advocacy and navigation business and so Those new capabilities brought about a new category. This idea of personalized healthcare, and we really break it down simply, Jess. It's three things. It's human-driven, personalized, meaning it it is fundamentally about building relationships with humans. It's totally data-driven, meaning uh, we should be able to take all of the information that the healthcare industry traditionally discards as as people go in for their visits, and it's value-based. And if it's those three things, it's personalized healthcare, whether it's what we do or what anyone else does. And so that's why we did it. We did it because we're bigger, we're better, uh, we're uh, we're in a position to do more for our customers, and we wanted them to understand that value.
0: I love that you cannot just stay a category of one, though. So we need to know some other some other friends that are in your space, because that's been my criticism of category launches in the in the recent past is that there's got to be sure, others who are sure. in your category.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's a, that's a great question, Jess. And, and I think you'll see other companies, there are already other companies out there sort of embracing the idea of personalized healthcare. Uh, one of our partners, uh, Rx Saving Solutions, Mike Reed, just published a CEO there, just published a, a blog post about personalized healthcare and the way they play in that universe. Uh, but I think beyond that, uh, you're, you know, if, you're, if you're watching the industry, as I know you are, uh, and many of your viewers are, uh, there's no shortage of companies in the last three, four, six, twelve 12 months saying, I'm in the navigation business. I'm in the advocacy business. I'm, we're here, whether it's about uh, managing pharmacy utilization or managing a particular uh, classification of illness or disease, that they're in the navigation business for that particular category. We think that's all a reflection of this idea of human relationship. And so uh, there's a number of companies sort of skating towards this idea of personalized health care, and I think you'll see that in different categories, in different delivery vehicles, and in different, uh, in different states of the stage of the maturity of those companies.
0: So I like this one. I think this is a nice category. It's, it's a big umbrella. Good. I mean, if it's got those three characteristics, we're gonna lump it in. All right. Well, we'll, we'll I'll do my best to try to make this a thing with you guys. <laughs> Deal.
1: All right. Deal. I want
0: to Thank you. <laughs> I want to hear more about the two products. So um, that were launched also at Evolve, and so like I sat in on Evolve, which was a great event, and then I've read yeah. a little bit about both of them. You know, afterward, I, I read through the transcript of your earnings call to like try to it. Wow. I know. Like, like, hey, yes. No mess yeah, around okay. here. I'm WTFL no because I was just like at first I'm going to be really honest with you I was like I I'm like I get the difference so am so so accolade care you know it's primary care and mental health and it's that offering and the thing that 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 was different to me is as I'm trying to understand accolade one which is like the sum total of all things accolade it's in a value-based design and I thought that was really interesting and as I was looking at the the difference between the two and it's like accolade care it's still per employee per month plus the visit fees that's how you guys get paid and then the juxtaposition of that with accolade care which is more in this value-based design I was like I was trying to understand the difference between the two and why each was set up the way that they were so instead of me trying to struggle through this maybe you can help by talking about that a little bit particularly the business model behind the two products and how I guess for. You, as you're putting this out to the, this market of employers, you know, why have one still be PEPM and why have the other go in a value base? Like, why not launch the care side with the value based design too? So, talk to yeah. me about the thinking behind this a little bit. And you can get healthcare geeky on the payment model because we love that here.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, deal. I'll get a little geeky then. I think let's start with the idea that, uh, that our offerings are. Uh, are capable of being mixed and matched with the economic model at which we deliver them to our customer. And so when when we talk about value-based models, what we're really talking about is that that core idea. And this is probably the biggest single thing that I believe separates Accolade from a number of other players in the space. We're talking about value-based models where we're engaging with the whole population. And when we're engaging with that whole population, we're Warranting clinical outcomes, the improvement in actual clinical outcomes for that population on an, on a on a whole basis we're talking about lowering costs for the entire population, not episodically but instead for the entire trend line of that or of the of that group of people uh, and uh we're looking that at that in the in the context of actually making those people happier and so uh that's our belief is that we'll put our fees fully at risk if we're given the opportunity to do that for any population that we serve. And that can be true across a number of our different offerings. Accolade One is really, to your point, the amalgamation of all the capabilities that Accolade has accumulated, the substantive capabilities that we've accumulated over the last 10 years. In that world, we'll put our fees fully at risk, acknowledging that we believe We can improve trendline materially on a year-over-year basis, while at the same time improving clinical outcomes and making people happier. Now, Accolade Care is a primary care and mental health offering. It also weaves together some capabilities that come out of our our traditional advocacy offerings so that we can help people find doctors downstream. We can help people navigate through care, particularly episodically when when they're dealing with something difficult. We can even help them figure out what their benefits are in the context of Accolade Care. Uh, to the degree customers are looking at that offering and saying, I'm going to drive utilization via plan design changes that might drive utilization to even more significant percentages of the population. then absolutely we'll, we'll put our fees at risk on those opportunities as well. But what we're really trying to do, Jess, is acknowledge, look, Accolade One is this light on the hill. It's this idea of what we believe healthcare ought to be. It ought to be personalized. It ought to be data driven. It ought to be measurable. Uh, and not, not every customer is capable of taking on all of that change at any given time. And so our mission is not to preach about what you have to do, but instead to say, this is where we think the world is going. We're going to enable that. But let's now determine where you want to meet us along that journey. And we find customers really love that. Maybe today what you really need is expert medical opinion. But as you get to know us and as we deliver that 90 NPS, you think, oh, I'm going that gives me permission to take on a little bit more. Uh, customers are ultimately pragmatic and oriented around proof. And we think by giving them little bite-sized opportunities to meet us and those bite-sized opportunities are tangible in value. uh, They give us permission to grow and that's working for our our business and it's working for our customers.
0: No, that makes sense. So it's really like having a a different set of solutions depending on what the employer is ready for in terms of taking on the risk in terms of the relationship with Accolade, how they're working with their health plan, the traditional payer and like all of that.
1: Yeah, we know, Jess, Look, the, this industry has uh, has battled change for decades. It's not. It's the, in order to understand the, that ultimately, the companies like ours are responsible for taking care of the health and the well-being of uh, of the people that these HR departments are taking care of, are responsible for, and also responsible for moving a dollar figure. That is a material sum of the variable costs in any given business. Uh, Companies need proof. Companies need to show that you've got the credibility of a history of actually delivering this value. They're not jumping into sort of fly-by-night opportunities. And that's why we, one, really cherish the idea that we've been in the business for 12 years, but two, fundamentally look at the opportunity to meet us along the path as uh, as as a means of proving to the customer that we're willing to stand behind our results.
0: So Accolade One, you've already got piloting, which I think is very exciting because you just announced well, this in September. And um, I saw the name of one of the two that are piloting. Sure, sure. MetaSource, right? About a thousand mm-hmm. employees. Little, and then a yet to be named Fortune 500 company that maybe you want to name right now?
1: <laughs> no? Still yet to be named, Justin. Still yet to be named.
0: <laughs> Darn. Uh,
1: that is their, their communications department. Yeah, yeah. To talk to the world about, But we're excited about we wanted to have two different types of customers. We wanted one very large customer, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we wanted a smaller one to prove that we can drive this value even if you're only a thousand employees, twenty two hundred to twenty three hundred members. and And we're excited. And so far, the pilots uh, the pilots are uh, progressing just as we planned, and we're pretty excited about it.
0: Are you just piloting with these two for the next year, or are there others that will be added into the pilot?
1: Uh, we'll add others into the pilot. We just wanted to get a couple off the ground. Going, yeah. We wanted to just just get them moving, get them understanding what we're doing. Also get us an opportunity to learn as all pilot customers give us that value. Uh, but yes, there'll be more pilot customers. And I think pretty soon we'll just scratch the moniker pilot and there'll just be new customers coming There's out. New customers. I, really I love that. Yeah. There's
0: been a death to pilot moving movement that's been yeah. happening for a while now. So thank you for jumping on that. Okay. So speaking of beyond pilots, like other things that you guys have on the go here, your partnerships with point solutions. I want to talk about this for a second, because this has been a big thing. Like we're, yeah, we're past the point of piloting, right. With some of these digital health companies or right, right. different virtual care companies, you've built out some really great partnerships, uh, heard, uh, a lot more about them too um, during Evolve. So Verda SWORD for um, the musculoskeletal care, back pain type stuff, Headspace Health, Carrot for fertility. Talk to me a little bit about like bringing in some of these other companies that are also like, I mean, younger companies, scaling companies, you know, early- early out with uh, digital health solutions or a digital yeah. approach to some of the, the care. How is this going? How do you guys pick your partners? Are you looking to expand that? Like, tell us a little bit about that for those who might want to work with you in that regard.
1: Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to talk about it. The, the fundamental belief, and you'll hear this over and over and over again from Accolade, whether it's me or, or the rest of our team. Uh, it's a $4 trillion ecosystem that won't get fixed by one company that will not happen. And those that are out there propagating this idea that everybody else is wrong. And I'm right. We think are doing a disservice to the people that we serve. And so we have to find innovation, acknowledging that all innovation can't come from one place. We've got to find innovation and then we have to enable that innovation for our customers. And so we choose partners who we think are best in class clinically and technically Uh, who believe in what we believe in, which is ultimately around the idea of personalized healthcare, like you heard from our saving solutions uh, in their blog post, most recently, this idea of personal data-driven value-based. If they believe in those things and we, and we can do the vetting on those companies around uh, their clinical value, then we want them to be a part of our partner program. Uh, What we do for our customers in those situations is we tell them, look, we think this is one of the great companies in that category we can warrant the kind of engagement we're gonna deliver for those teams. Uh, we can show you how they're gonna embed in our clinical processes and workflows. We're gonna share data back and forth via real technical integration. And that's gonna improve the performance of both systems. Uh, and that's what collaboration is supposed to be. This has not been an industry that's great about sharing data, Jess, you know that. And, no. and so we are opening up and creating a platform that we, can, we, we want others to come plug into They've got to meet some criteria. We have a credibility, uh, a credibility platform with our customers around what we will deliver for them, uh, and if, if partners meet that meet those criteria, especially in categories that are really relevant to our customers, then uh, we really want to talk to them.
0: That's awesome, and I do feel like this is actually the the collab, like the the willingness to collaborate and share data, I feel like has been growing. I don't know if you're feeling that too, but like the temperature read on that for me from just talking to big guys and little guys is that there's just this whole um different generation of healthcare companies that really is fine with sharing data as long as it's like we're all sharing the data and like a rising tides lifts all, bo- all boats mm. kind of scenario but it's like there definitely is a movement toward that and I, I do want to come back to you about this and about some of the operating system language that um I've heard come out of you but it, yeah I mean,
1: just can I remind if I say yeah, sure there's a lot of conversation about data sharing at scale uh, I think it's still a subset of the population that's willing to enable it, and so uh, this industry gets ahead of itself with talk often. That's uh, true. <laughs> and and so I'm I'm not trying to pour cold water on your statement. And I don't saying, feel that way at all. I, I, I think the the innovators in this space are open to sharing data. Uh, there are plenty of uh, companies that I would classify in the uh, in a in another category outside of innovator who are still. Uh, talking about sharing data because there's been plenty of movement afoot legislatively and otherwise in order to make that true Sure. uh, who aren't quite yet walking the walk but I hope that's true and I I hope this this movement you see is actually materializes and everybody takes yeah and in all
0: fairness this is like a next-gen healthcare company type of movement for sure like (laughs) prefaced it that way believe me I understand where the we're 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 holding on to data with like our both both fists Um, so one of the things that I think is really interesting and and, you know it this is something new that I've heard come, come out of, of, of you, is this term mm. operating system. And you're talking yeah. about building this operating system. And I think part of what you just said kind of feeds into that. It's like this, how do you enable this? How do you open up the open up and integrate the data from some of these willing participants who are interested in doing that? And I think also with some of the, the companies that you've acquired, you know, I mean, like even like, especially even on the health reveal side, like that whole acquisition, right. you know, it's like you're building this 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 operating system, to use your own words. And that's a Mm -hmm. view that I have not heard come come out of you guys, at least not with such frequency where I've noticed it. It made made me pause. And so I wanted to hear more about this operating system idea, what it means in, in in the realm of accolade. And it's like, is this something that then, you know, maybe becomes down the road? You know, something that you provide to others who are looking to try to do the same kinds of things you're doing in terms of pointing people to the right place of care, or you know, um, being able to integrate health data and look at the whole person picture, or you know, those types of things. So, tell yeah. me a little bit about this. I'm really curious.
1: Love the question. Let me uh, actually. This is a little. I'm going to mark a milestone today. Today is my sixth anniversary of being the CEO at Accolade. Uh, so it's my sixth year here. Sorry, and, congratulations. Uh, thank you. And one of the things that uh, some people know about me is I grew up in technology. I grew up as a as a, yeah, as a technology company founder. Uh, when we built everything we built at Accolade, we built it with the idea that that collaboration point that I made previously is 100% true. We can't solve every problem. And so- platforms have to be built openly. Uh, The second thing we have to do is make sure that everything we build is built in very much an AWS style architecture, but as it relates to healthcare capabilities, if you want to solve a claims question, you should be able to solve a claims question whether you're using Accolade Care, Accolade Expert MD, or using Accolade Advocacy Services. If you want a primary care visit, you should be able to get them from any part of our service And so we've architected everything we've built in this idea of a capability as a service. Uh, And that gives us an opportunity as we bring on these new capabilities like primary care, like mental health or behavioral health, uh, like expert medical opinion, to weave those capabilities in seamlessly across all of our offerings. And so very clearly we've built that purpose built with the idea that we were gonna continue and will continue to add capabilities to our service that have to be quickly leverageable for everybody we serve. We're serving 9 million people today. Those 9 million people deserve the value of everything we deliver. And what economic model aside, technology has to make sure that that can be true quickly. But to the last part of your question, you know, this uh, architecture that we've built, purpose built for this, for this reason is now already enabling partners, right? We're already sharing data with partners. Partners are already calling on some of our other capabilities that don't have to do with data because they don't wanna build it themselves. And so uh, will we continue to do that? Yes. Uh, You know, we didn't set out, uh, per se, to build uh, all of these, every capability for every other healthcare company out there that they may need. But those things that we need, we're going to build in a way that are serviceable to other companies. Uh, And it goes right back to that point around collaboration, Jess. We, We have to help each other stand on each other's shoulders to get to the next step. And, you know, we believe when you do that, you add so much value for the customer that the customer finds you invaluable and won't let you go. And that's, that, that is the, the core premise of how we're building Accolade.
0: I love that. And I I love your comparison to, to Amazon web services, because it's like Amazon had to build that for itself to run its own business on. And so, okay, I'm following, I'm following the train of thought here. <laughs> and,
1: and that architecture isn't very common in healthcare.
0: No, it's uh, not.
1: You know, particularly for companies who have acquired a whole bunch of companies. They're operating on five different tech stacks, six different tech stacks to hundred different tech stacks, And that leads to inefficiency. And I don't mean by inefficiency on the p and I mean, inefficiency in serving people when I can't find the data I need, or when this capability is over here and it's hidden behind a firewall over here, the person who really loses is the patient uh, because they don't know why one company that has both of those capabilities can't make them work together. Right. Uh, we set out it from the outset to make sure that never happened here.
0: All right. Let's end talking about acquisitions. I want to hear I, I, Plush Care, Second MD. Like, it feels like right. that is, you guys have put a bow on that. It is integrated in, it sounds like to me. and I, At least that's the, that's the feeling mm. I got hearing, hearing about the new products that came out of Evolve. But then, I mean, talk to me too a little bit about Health Reveal. And then what else yeah. is on the horizon for you guys?
1: <laughs> so let's do, uh, Health Reveal is something we're really excited about. Uh, and the reason we're really excited about it is this, uh, we're, we are all about data-driven healthcare. And so, you know, the first place, the, maybe the most powerful place you can have an impact is by giving data to primary care physicians when they're in the practice of medicine, to, by pouring over electronic medical record data and claims data and all the data that Accolade has accumulated uh, to then look at that data and then go back through codified evidence-based guidelines to understand what's the right next thing or recommendation that we can make to our clinicians to deliver the right care. It is impossible for clinicians to stay up to date on evidence-based guidelines for every condition that they treat, particularly those who are dealing more broadly, like primary care physicians, with a variety of conditions. Uh, our the Health Reveal acquisition gives us an opportunity to take those capabilities, again, architect it as a service, and deliver them to every element of our stack. That means our physicians can look at it, our nurses and clinicians can look at it, our pharmacists can look at, it, can, can view these recommendations, as can our frontline care teams, who might be prompted to get this person to a primary care physician based on the Health Reveal view, or what we'll call uh, the Smart Health Engine view, of uh, exactly what this person's wrestling with and so it's about leveraging data and intelligence right we can blend technology and humanity to deliver healthcare. and that's been boy, that's been my mantra for six years just like that's what we want to do here and so uh and so we're getting closer I mean we're excited about where we are because we're finally right at that point of delivering care and uh we know we can have an even more tangible impact than we have before
0: all right so do answer what's next are you guys looking at anything in particular even if you want to talk in in uh generalities about like what's kind of i mean because like i feel like you're at an important not only for your ceo anniversary here but you're at an important milestone in the <laughs> sense it's been a year since your ipo and like yeah. i think too just even where you're at with the integration of like i said with second mg and plush care and the, the launch of these new products that are very like specific the creation of the new category it feels like you've hit like a level here where it's like we're going to start looking to see what's next so what's on What's on that
1: plan here? Uh, First, I'll say this. We we have assembled the pieces necessary to deliver value-based care in our minds for our customers. And that's why we announced Accolade 1. It's why we announced personalized healthcare in this new category that others are joining. Uh, We have the tools we need now, uh, and we have the data we need, and we're building the partnerships we need. Now, are there incremental capabilities that should be a part of what we do. Yes, there are. And those incremental capabilities so I should make really clear, Jess, they don't have to come from us. I hopefully I have said yeah. that a few times already. And so when we talk about what more we wanna do, we wanna attack the major drivers of pain and, uh, and challenges for the people that we serve. We wanna attack the big cost drivers uh, and we wanna do it on a population health level. So we're looking at the biggest rocks that we can move and we're gonna look at them. We're really good at building stuff and have been for the last you know, uh, 10 years, good at building stuff. And so we'll keep innovating on our own. We'll keep partnering. We saw three or four new partners in the last six months that, that are really impacting our customer base already. Uh, and you know, we'll uh, we'll look at MA to the degree it makes sense to us. And as you've seen, we're, we're not scared of any of those opportunities. Uh, and I didn't give you much in terms of what exactly they are, but I gave you some big big buckets see, to look at. People are
0: gonna be reading the tea leaves, don't yeah. you worry. <laughs> We'll see. I love it. It's like we could partner, or we could just buy, or we could do this. Or we, I got it. I it's, got it. It's the joy of
1: being a public company, Jessica. the joy know, of being public. It's I the. I, I can't like. Uh, there are some private company CEOs who can get on and say whatever they want. Uh, that's 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 not my <laughs> life, and I, I actually kind of like it. I like it. That I like. <laughs> I like being grounded in. I have to be able to prove everything I say. And, and what's, what comes next quarter has got to come next quarter because I got to prove it. And I, no, I, I actually I like that world. That's the way healthcare is supposed to work.
0: I know. I know. But it's, you can't blame yeah. a girl for asking. <laughs> you cannot.
1: You cannot. You're doing your job. While I, you, I have
0: yeah. you here, just to see if we'll get a different, you know, we'll, we'll set, it, set a different shadow on it and it'll look different than the way it looked in earnings or whatever. But we'll see. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for taking the time. And I appreciate the fact, look at how well you can CEO after all of these years of CEOing. <laughs> <laughs> Happy ceo anniversary again. It's been a pleasure oh, very talking kind. to you. I love, I seriously, truly, that's, that's quite an accomplishment. So thank you so much for even mentioning that. It's such a great little anecdote to have in this chat with you. I appreciate it.
1: Well, it's always a pleasure to see you, Jess. We really appreciate you having us.
0: Uh, thank you. We'll have to check back in with you. Don't think you're going to get off easy. I know you're going to do something cool, at least if not before the end of the year in Q1. I can feel it. <laughs> How's right. that for me? Well, you're going to do something cool.
1: <laughs> I am easy to find. Easy
0: awesome! Thank you so much, Raj. It's a pleasure to chat with you. All right, everybody, celebrating his CEO anniversary. <laughs> we have the CEO of Accolade, Rajiv Singh. Thank you again for joining us. And for more interviews with the who's who of health tech as we're changing the way that we do healthcare, please check out my YouTube channel over there at YouTube.com/slash WTF Health. We'll talk to you guys really soon. Thank you again, Raj. <laughs> Hey, it's Jess. If you're looking for more news on what's going on in health tech, I've got another show airing on this channel called Health Tech Deals. In this one, famous healthcare curmudgeon Matthew Holt joins me twice a week to weigh in on the biggest funding deals, M&A activity, and exits in health tech. Just look for episodes labeled Health Tech Deals.